Hey, Chad. Hi, Cameron. Did you have a good week? I had a really fucking weird week, and it involves bitching about work. Are we allowed to do that on this show? Yeah, that's a good way to open. Okay, so my my immediate boss, who's been around for a year and a half, is quitting, and today was his last day. And the reason he's quitting, there's, there's a lot of sociopolitical inner office bullshit involved with that, and I don't want to get into that. But the problem is, is... He came into the department and he made some pretty extensive changes that I was involved with and that I like. And now he's leaving and everyone wants to start changing things back to the way they used to be. And it's really pissing me off. And it's like, the dude's not gone 20 minutes and people are already talking about, hey, well, we can reorganize the part room, parts room to where it used to be, which means, hey, Chad, the last 100 hours you put up here, uh, undo. And it's like, no. I'm not going to do that. It's better this way. Just because you're being a stubborn asshole about it doesn't mean I'm going to do it. And it, next week's going to fucking suck. Like, that sounds you, fun. You work, I, it's not fun. It's stupid. Like, you work in a parts room, right? You do, you do inventory things. Yeah. So, like, if someone comes in, they're like, man, you know what I really need right now is a relay. You have, like, just a spot with them all, right? Um, not necessarily. Because we have a spot with them all now, and that makes sense to me, that you put all the relays in one spot, and all the fuses in one spot, and all of the screws and nuts and bolts in one spot, but you know, organize them. Instead of having things specifically by a machine, where you have the same part in like five different spots. I would prefer it that way. How can you keep track of where of of like actual numbers if you have like five different spots to check? Um, it's the responsibility of those machines. But you know it doesn't work that way. If if, if this machine runs out of fuses, but there's fuses for this machine, they're just gonna go to the other one and grab them. Yeah, you can do that, but there's a system for that. Well. We don't really have a system for that. We're, we're trying to implement a system for that. So, I mean, th that's the thing. It's going to depend on your, your work environment. Mm-hmm. Um, mine, I, like, I can think of one particular reamer that I think is in, like, five different places. That fucking blows my mind. To me, that makes no goddamn sense. Well, yeah, but it also... Because our, our shop runs 24-7. So the guy in third shift doesn't know where to look if it's not in his Building 7 kit box. I suppose it's a little different. You have a much bigger yeah, we, thing than we, I do. We have nine different buildings. Yeah, whereas we have technically five buildings, but we have one parts room, and it's about the size of my kitchen. Well, it's a bit bigger than that, but, you know, it's not it's, – it's tiny. So, I mean, I don't know. It depends. I I, I kind of hate that you're proving their point, though, because they want to go back to the way it was. And me and Brian were just like, this is ridiculous that this one part's in, like, four different spots, and well, half of them are old and used. I mean, here, here's, away. Yeah, here's the thing. Is anyone actually measuring anything? No, Cause but if that's, you, like, a department goal is to start keeping measurements and cost tracking. Yeah, because if you, if you have actual metrics, that speaks for itself. So if everyone agrees that you want to reduce 
um, delivery time or inventory totals or like whatever goals are important for your business, mm-hmm. um, you start just actually tracking what's important. And if you want to make sure that somebody on the machine asks for something and it gets there within 10 minutes and something is happening to keep you from getting it in 10 minutes, you measure that. You know what I mean? Sure. So th- there could be a point where you want centralized location or you want point of use set up where everything's broken into kits. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to depend on what is a, what is an appropriate workflow for your environment. I suppose. But I guess the, the thing that's annoying to me is, so, okay, we start making these changes. I'm the one who moves things around. But no one wants to, like, learn the new method, right? Like, I, pr- I made a map of the fucking parts room, and I was like, every time I move something, I, I would be like, here's the map, here's where it was, here's where it is now. Like, things are labeled pretty well. It just no one wants to read the labels. And they're just they're just so stubborn about it. And it's like, you know, this could work fine if you gave me a, put in a little bit of effort. And now it's just like, or we could just go back to the way it was because no one's around to tell me no kind of thing. It's annoying. Like, the other day, I asked someone, I was like, do you really have a problem finding parts? He's like, yeah. He's like, I was like, well, what can I do about that? He's like, well, I wish some of these shells are labeled better. Like, I wonder, I don't know where the M&R parts are. It's like, dude, you are standing right in front of them. You are looking at them. They all say M&R on them. I can't fucking fix that. There's only so much I can do. Because some of the some of the machines still have like specific areas for them. It's just the stuff that can be like everywhere, or in multiple machines. We're we're throwing in a, a one spot. Right. But it's like if you're not going to read the damn boxes, like, you know, no matter where the parts are, then you're not going to be able to find them. That makes sense. No, it does. I'm just frustrated that I work with people that I bumped my frustrate mic. me. Uh, yeah, I mean you're you're an American. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everybody. I can't control it. Anyways, that's me bitching about work. We don't have to do that anymore. So, uh, did everybody listen to um? The comics podcast this week? Um, I mean, you did, I think. Because it's kind of funny because you were on it. Correct. Um, because the, there were some scheduling problems, whatever. And Jean Luc and Alex recorded a show without you. Mm-hmm. But what I thought was really cute was the way that they spent the whole show talking about you. They spent like 10 minutes of it talking about me. Well, yeah, but they would like pepper in things throughout the show. And I, and I cut out some of them. And it was really cute. Uh, so today, because we, we didn't record yesterday on our normal time, because you had a okay. huh. And then today, you were 40 minutes late. <laughs> and I spent those 40 minutes thinking it would be kind of funny if I did if I did the same thing and just recorded a show without you. But I'm by myself, so there's no one to talk to. Right. And that would be funny if someone listened to the comics podcast and was expecting to hear you, <laughs> like I would have to yeah, label it's a this really specific joke. <laughs> we we need the cross audience there for this to function. Yeah, I don't know if we have that. Actually, we 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 have vaguely some of it because I'm pretty sure Jean Luc and Alex both listen to this now, and I think Emily still listens to it now. And I I don't know why. I just don't. Richard listens to it. 
Richard does, but I, I understand that Richard listens to this. We do the show for Richard. This is his show yeah, that but, he's not allowed on. But you don't do the comics podcast for Richard. I don't. So Richard could listen to the comics podcast if he wanted to. Though. Yeah, he but does. I, I don't so do he'll get the him. joke. Does he? Yeah. Huh. He's always Hi, going, everybody. Those, those kids and their comic books. <laughs> That's the Richard voice. It's weird that I think people that people apparently want to hear what I have to say, but then I just spent like eight hours this or five hours this week writing a short story, and I'm just like, people will want to read this. So my own neuroses just flare up at the weirdest of times. I wish I was better at anything. You're pretty good at, at the stuff you do. Mm. You're all right. Mm. You you do a fine job. I, I <clears throat> like your comics. <clears throat> Dude, I'm getting so... I can't find anyone that likes World of Warcraft. I like World of Warcraft and in a nostalgic way. It's very hard to enjoy the game right now because everyone's just complaining the whole time. And there's nothing well, wrong with the game. <laughs> I don't know if that's true because Blizzard are working on it. I, well, yeah, but they always have been. I know, and I'm just saying like they're really bad at balancing things. But, I mean, this is what people are upset about now. You know how like if you're in Stormwind in the Mage Tower, there's like a portal, and you take that portal to go to like the blasted lands or whatever yeah so there's these like over the years over these expansions they keep like throwing in these random portals here and there so what they're doing is they're making a teleport room where there's just a bunch of portals that the mages organized that's a cool idea i like that right so (laughs) this is on like the test server right now and they put in a bunch of portals and it's like oh cool yay look at all these portals that's super convenient and then on the test server, they removed a couple of the portals that are, like, less used. Okay. Um, but they're still basically adding portals. It's like a net game. Mm-hmm. Th- this is, like, the number one talking point on Reddit for the last two weeks is about how Blizzard doesn't know what they're doing and how this is the end of Warcraft. Because I feel like that's a really easy comic to do, right? Because you, you pick a place no one gives a shit about, like, the Angoral Crater, and be like, did you hear they removed the portal to the Angoro Crater? And you just have your character go, what's that? And then the third panel is empty. <laughs> There's just nothing there. No, I, I kind of like that. I, <laughs> I I think I would draw it um, like a bunch of people with picket signs. And then she asked, she has a sign that says, bring back the Angoro Crater portal. And she'll like lean over to someone and go, who's Angoro Crater? Yeah, that's that's a little more on brand for your character. Um. But see this, and this is kind of why I don't do the comic anymore, is because no one has fun with it. I have yeah. there's like five people that still like my comic. I suppose um, because people are so bitter right now over every single little thing. And what's weird to me is I was I was talking in a Discord, and someone's complaining about the portals, and I understand their complaint because they farm Miss Sapendaria gear right now, so they have to take one extra flight path because it's not going to the city that they want it to. And it's like, okay, get the inconvenience there, but is that enough to, like, unsubscribe over? And they're like, no, I just don't get why they made the change. That's a valid complaint. Yes. Excuse me. But then they brought up, yeah, but is there anything you do like? Because I'm looking at the patch notes, and it's like, the professions get all these cool new, like, items. And there's, like, a, like, each profession gets something. Like, if you're a blacksmith, you get this, like, magical ancient dwarf hammer that has this backstory, and it gives you, like, a, a chance that when you're crafting gear... Um, you get this perk on it where it never needs repairing because it's perfect. 
Oh, that's fucking cool. No one's talking about that. That's amazing. They're adding content. You do, you do a whole. Are they, oh, dude, are they doing something for a fishing pole? Because if so, you have like four comic strips right there. Let me send you the the artifact fishing pole. Yes, I wish to see this fishing pole. Um, fishing pole. I wish you. I wish you had more fun with your World of Warcraft comic or like more inspiration because I feel like for one thing, I get to live World of Warcraft through it, which is nice. But yeah. there's always just been so much stuff to make fun of with that game, and it's a shame that like player base has turned bitter. Like, they've always kind of been bitter, but you know, just oh wow, that is fucking amazing! Yeah. Holy shit! You power it up, and it lets you walk on water too. That is so cool. Okay, everybody, for the the listeners, it's made out of like fish bones, and it's got look what what are those called like murlocs? Mur- um, yeah. It's kind of like yeah, it's got one of those things. It's got fucking dangling arms, just like like a skeleton arms and like f- blue fire eyes. And and the arms, unhinged. the arms are like ragdoll, so they actually animate while you're running around. Oh, it's so cool! I want that. So no one cares. They're mad about the portals that weren't there before. That reminds me that the the the, uh, the the walk on water thing's interesting. But I remember there used to be this area. Um, I think it was. It was some T8 stuff, tier 8. Uh, you'd fall down real far into a pool, and if you had a dick shaman, he'd turn water walking on. Yes. And then kill a bunch of people yes. in the group. I love that. <laughs> like a fucking prick. Yeah. No, I, I remember Um, I remember once I got into a group, and it was that dungeon, and the shaman like runs ahead in wolf form and jumps off, and is like, oh, I know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And so I jumped off the cliff, but there's a way to get around that. Um, Did you just like unclick the buff? Well, you can, but that, there's like a timing thing there where you can try and like make it hard for you to hit it right. Okay. But if you aim down and push forward, like you're going to swim underwater, it negates mm-hmm. the walking part. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So I was able to, he activated it and I was able to dive in the water, but everyone around me died. And I got back up and I just like pointed and laughed at everyone. And like the two of us were just like laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember the, there was a, a tier 5 level where you had to fish up a giant uh, monster. Never could kill it. But it was fun because while the people who, with a fishing skill to do it would like try to fish it up. And it, it had like a, a, a low enough odds where you might be there a few minutes. And I'd turn into water form and just like swim laps around. And then they'd be like, you need to get in place. You're the tank. And it's like, nah, I got this. I'm going to swim some more laps while we wait. I don't think it was my fault we ever lost that, but it could have been. Oh, the uh the other professions are cool too. Um, tailors, you get this magic needle that the the time travel dragons give you, and they it, you go on this quest to um to mend the fabric of time. Oh, that's neat. Which is just kind of a cute pun thing. Yeah, I like that. Um, but basically, you get this needle, and it lets you collect more cloth than normal, so you get like just extra stuff that way mm-hmm. but also in the open world if you die you can use it to resurrect yourself oh no shit yeah and That's then fucking cool inscription you learn this like ancient blood blood technique and you can make these blood seals where you can summon a like a blood demon companion pet so it's like you throw out a scroll and then this like bloody moose monster will like just explode out in a pool of blood and it'll fight things for you Oh, wow. And it's like, that's kind of interesting. Like, each of these are really unique. Does the uh, enchanting one finally force people to tip you for your work? 
I'm gonna look up the enchanting one. I bet it's not as clever. Because I remember that that was always real fun. Is you get all these nice enchants, and then people would be like, oh, "I brought the materials. I don't have to pay you for it, right?" And it's like, I mean, <laughs> you can't do it without my help. Yeah, you could fork over ten goddamn gold, you piece of shit. Then they made it so you could put it on scrolls, and it's like, there, all your problems are solved. And all the other dickhead enchanters, like, I'll just undercut everybody. It works. It, I mean, yeah. So then I farmed up all the really old level 60 enchants so I could help Twinks, and then they removed Twinking, and then I stopped making money from that. Thanks, Blizzard. Why is this so hard to find? My level 39 warrior was awesome. Warriors are fun in that game. I, I I think I have three of them, and I kind of want to roll a fourth one. Because I want a goblin one, because they're fun. Oh, I don't, oh, yeah, there's goblins now, huh, that you can play. Oh, did you quit before goblins? Yeah, I quit. <laughs> I never kill. I quit when you could fight Arthas. I never fought him, but so, like, that's when I stopped. It's really weird to me, because, like, I started when goblins were there, and I'm still waiting for the like the model update on the goblin. Like right now, the goblin is the <laughs> oldest model in the game. Um, tools of the trade inscription. No, enchanting. Yeah, enchanting. Um. So enchanting. Oh, this is stupid. I told you it was going to be God. stupid. Yeah. Um. So you get a magic enchanting rod that okay. I assume has backstory, but it lets you summon a big daddy from Bioshock. What? What does it actually let you summon? Because I'm sure it lets you summon something. It's an, a Tide Watcher. Um... It's a tide. Wow, that is a fucking big daddy from Bioshock, but without the guns. It's just got hooks for hands. Yeah, it's a Tide Watcher Golem. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm sure there's like a story to it, but that's stupid. I want to see porn of that thing. Okay. So someone get on that. See if it's got a hook for a dick. Actually, like, yeah, that'd be pretty fun. I know, right? <laughs> Oh, he'll, boy. he'll be your big daddy, wink, wink. Wink, wink. Ooh. Oh, yeah, the alchemy one's kind of lame, too. That's kind of... I don't think alchemy was even... Oh, no, never mind. Alchemy is the, the potions. Yeah. Um. You you never experienced... Um. They did add a... What was it? Um. Archaeology is a profession. Yeah, you've brought that up before. No, I didn't get to experience that one. Also, Pokemon. You don't get to. You haven't done the Pokemon stuff yet. I'm glad I missed the Pokemon thing because if I had didn't, I'd probably still be playing. There's a lot of pets. <laughs> I know, and I would be like, I'm Ash Ketchum of World of Warcraft. I will catch them all. Um, I'm gonna look that up too. Warcraft's pets, but not the hunter pets. That's there a... used to be a site I'd go to help track them all that I had. Wasn't my proudest moment, but. There it is. Um, what, what's the what's jewel cuttings? I remember when that was added as a profession, and I was around for that to be a new thing. Uh, jewel cutting gets you a focus 
that uh, I just saw it. Forward focus. Um, the jewel hammers focus. Use the focus lens to extract an embedded gem from one of your socketed items. Oh, that's all. I don't get it. It lets you like what reuse a gem. Yeah, you can reuse gems. Okay, that's. No, there's a there's a utility there. Useful, yeah. I mean, like that that saves you money in the long run, so I don't mind that one at all. Yeah, I mean, money for yourself. You're already making your own jewels, so I don't know how much money it's gonna save you. Mm Mm-hmm. But you get those like really good, expensive ones, I guess. Yeah. That's cute. Wait, so how many times can you use it though? Is it like all gems, or just like once a day, or? It it doesn't look like there's a limit. Yeah, that one's not too shabby. It's not as flashy as being able to summon a big daddy with a spike for a penis, but you know. Yeah, the some of these. Inscription was in, was one that showed up when I played too. That was that was neat because everyone was like, "How come? How come I can't change my warlock warlock fire to purple or to green?" And I think they ended up adding that after I stopped playing. Yeah, that was a later thing too. It's more min max bullshit to worry about, really. I don't know. Everyone's looking forward to classic Warcraft, and it's like, I don't think any of you guys are mentally prepared for any of this. Classic Warcraft is miserable. You have to walk everywhere, and it takes forever to do anything. Well, you know, I was reading an article about how paladins got their horse, mm-hmm. and it's like, you you need a, a blacksmith friend, and you need to do a raid where no one else gets anything out of it, and like, you have to collect these expensive drops, and it's just a lot of like a lot of work that these whiny people on Reddit are not mentally capable of handling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I know there's people that are really into that sort of thing. And the thing is those people play on private servers anyways. Sure. So just putting it out in official capacity, it's kind of neat that they're doing that. But I don't Hey, this is the site I used to use. So there's a total of one thousand one hundred and twenty six pets in the game right now. That's fucked up. A lot of them are recolors, though. Like, you can get, like, six different kinds of cockroach. That's true. There are some kind of clever ones, though. A cursed hexer. Like a little... Look at the... um, Skull thing. Look at the Alarmo dog. Hey, look at it. It's a little dog with wheels. He's a little robot dog. That's cool. I bet you have to build that as an engineer. What's engineering you can get? Um, a really cool um, a spanner. There we go. And there's some cool like dragon pets that are new. Holy shit! Okay, engineering you get this Uber spanner that lets you do different engineering things. Like just you may you make bombs or you make a robot. Did they ever make bombs useful? Uh, yeah. Bombs were a fun idea, and then you throw them, and then it's just like, oh, that could have been more interesting than what it just did. There was a, during Mist of Pandaria, there was a really good bomb where it was off the cooldown, and it would just automatically fire at whatever you're targeted. So you could macro it in with other abilities, and you could just, like, every time your mage casts Fireball, your bomb is also going to be off cooldown, so just free DPS on the side, even though it's not a whole lot. Sure. So it was kind of a fun way to 
like again, you just kind of min max. If you build a bunch of these before a raid, you just get a you know sprinkles on your Sunday. Yeah, it was kind of a fun way to do it. I remember, I had my level thirty nine warlock. I had a I gave him engineering because I was told that was really good for a PvP, and I built him a gnomish death ray, which would suck your health and then shoot a laser at people. And it wasn't very strong, but if it crit, it did like. 400% damage or something. And so you, every once in a while, you could just one-shot someone with it, and they couldn't do anything about it. But most of the time, it would almost kill you and then do, like, 50 damage. <laughs> and that was really fun to use. I think he had stun bombs, too, but you had to aim them, and, and they were on a cooldown, and had, like, a casting animation. So they weren't super useful, but... I appreciated the effort. Okay, so this patch is also bringing in the a couple new races. Okay. So you can be... Uh, it's a, one of them a triathlon? No, one of them is a human. Oh, we never had those before. And one of them is a troll. And one of the troll racials I'm looking at right now, uh, regenerating, you activate it and you regenerate 25% of your maximum health every second for 4 seconds. What? Just gives you all your health back. Yeah. That's fucking bullshit. Well, don't like well, freaking Torin get war stomp and this fucker gets a full health bar. Well, also this guy can be a paladin, which already has enough shields and self heals to to yeah, kind of make PVP just... not fun. Just bubble and sell, and then so use the racial. Let's just make a racial. So Dre and I get a, a racial where they heal, and you get like ten percent of your health. Yeah, and it's like over time, it's like the world's shittiest hot. And so here, well, what if what if we did that, but it was better? And it's like, why? Because they're they're blessed by their troll gods. Like, nah. Just why not? This is why Blizzard sucks at games. And, like, I guess on the PTR, they're like, let's give Junkrat 20 more damage per grenade so we can stop a, a PvP comp that we don't like that's being used too much in, in the uh, eSports. And it's like, Junkrat sucks dick enough. Stop. Don't make him stronger. So, you know that phrase, um, don't throw the baby out with the, the baby water? Yeah. I kind of picture if you go to Blizzard headquarters, like outside a window, is there a bunch of like babies and really wet floor? <laughs> There's another comic for you. <laughs> the the long-awaited dead baby issue of torn it up. Um. <laughs> oh boy. So I'm yeah I'm looking at the human racials here. Um, I'm not. I'm not seeing one that's nearly as good. <laughs> what a bunch of shit. I, I know it like lore makes sense, right? Because trolls can be able to like regenerate themselves in the Drizzt books or whatever. Yeah, but here's like Child of the Sea. Hold your breath for fifty percent longer and swim ten percent faster. Oh my god, that's fucking worthless. That <laughs> comparison. Okay, um <laughs> Okay, no, this is a weird one. Uh brush it off. Is that this is just a passive. So when you take damage, you heal for 2% of that damage over 4 seconds. I can see that being useful. That's sort of a... Yeah, that's sort of... That's not bad, actually. 
it's maybe not as flashy, but like if you're tanking for a really long fight, that's going to add up over time. Up to a but lot. But it's not going to like break the game. Yeah, but it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's these are weird. I love the. Uh, I, I right now I've been playing a Dark Iron Dwarf. Okay, and I didn't know that those are new. No, they're not. New to me. No, that was like the they're in the first raid in Warcraft ever. I thought they were just regular dwarves you could be, not dark iron dwarves. Well, you couldn't play as them back then, but... Yeah, I mean, they're new, new as a playable thing, but... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But one of their racials are kind of funny. Uh, it, You know those, like, big, like, drill things that they, they I guess, drive through the earth in? Mm-hmm. So you get that, and it's, um, it's kind of like a mage portal thing, where you can summon one, and you can go to, like, anywhere. Okay. So it's kind of cool because you can just teleport to capital cities that way. Yeah. But more than just capital cities, like there's other locations on Azeroth that you can just tunnel to and you can take your whole party with you. Oh, damn. So it's like, well, that's kind of neat. But you can also go to um, the Burning Crusade, which is in space. I was going to say, that's in like a different dimension or whatever. And you can also go to Draenor. Which is like the alternate universe version of Draenor that's back in time. Okay. So, you so just it's, like... it's a little more magic than mechanical. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is like the pitch is that it's the mechanical thing because they're dwarves and they they know how to dig through the earth. And it's mm-hmm. like yeah, but they dig through the earth enough to time travel better than a dragon would know how to time travel. Yeah, I suppose. It's weird, right? Because, like, from a game design perspective, it's more fun to let people go wherever the fuck they want. And from the lore perspective, it doesn't make any sense. And I feel like you should go with the game design thing because having fun is better. It, you know, people with, in this case, I disagree. I, well, see, I think with lore and Warcraft, people actually care about the lore. I well, I, but also like the actual utility to travel around only on the single planet I'm on is enough to sound fun to me. Sure. So it's really neat that my Dark Iron Dwarf can time travel, but if it was only Azeroth locations, I would not hear anyone complaining. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funny if there was a character and his racial was his, like, dick just got really big and it would just drag along as you walked and flop around. Well, that's what the Dark Iron Dwarf is. Yeah. Um. He, his battle racial is... uh. Like you know the hog. the regular dwarf has a thing where they kind of like they turn to stone and get a little oh, yeah. more like endurance for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So this one, like they they catch on fire because they're so angry that their blood boils. Okay. Um, and that what does it do? It increases your damage output, but it also removes all poisons and curses. Um, and it also like lasts longer than the regular dwarf one. That's bad luck if you're fighting a warlock. It, it's just kind of weird how uh, the, these racials don't seem very balanced. No. And there's there's fun things to them, and I like the way that they're they're basically giving us race recolors. Like, we're getting our second human, and we just got our second orc race, but they're still giving them enough personality to feel new. Sure. But that's a really difficult line to, to walk. I mean, it's one of those things where there's a lot of number crunching in World of Warcraft because you're trying to min-max your character, and then there's PvP, and you're trying to do that there. And so when one race is just inherently superior than the other, 
it feels kind of shitty. It's like, oh, I guess I should have rolled this then if I would have known this buff was coming. Oh, like the the new Draenei. So there are these, um, you know the Draenei, right? Yep, the goat people. Yeah, the goat people. Did you see the new goat people? I didn't. I have not seen the new goat people. So they're neo-Nazis. Oh, fun. I like those. No, I don't. And uh, <laughs> instead of the instead of the heel, mm-hmm. they call down an artillery or an, an artillery strike from God. And if you're like, if you're between levels one and thirty, it's enough to one shot like any enemy. Like, is this a racial? Yeah. <laughs> so it's oh, like, what the fuck cooldown is that on? It's it's kind of oh boy, what is it like two minutes? Every two minutes, you can just, like, kill something. Yeah, dude, I, I saw so many people questing, and they're out in, like, the, you know, the level 10 woods. And it's just a bunch of Draenei, like, herding all the animals into one thing. And then everybody pops the racial and clears out the whole forest. And it's like, I completed five quests. <laughs> how, how does that work in PvP? Uh, at higher levels, it's balanced a lot better. It's just the way that the the math is done. It rounds up really stupid at lower levels. So if you had a level nineteen twink, this you could probably one shot a lot of things with that every two minutes. Hypothetically, I think they Does also it scale with stats. They well, they do this weird thing with PvP now, where I think the stats are calculated differently. Okay. Th- there is still twinking, but I think this particular racial doesn't just kill everybody. Sure. But it's still it's a lot more potent than the heal that the other Draenei gets. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you got hit by one and then used your heal, the heal will not cover the damage you took. Mm-hmm. And that's just stupid. Ah, World of Warcraft. I don't know. We went on a tangent. That's okay. Is there anything good? Um, that's for the end of the show. Oh, no. But what we're going to talk about is for the birds. So I want to talk about birds. Honk, honk. That's right, everybody. Your favorite honk, honks. The things with wings. Trademark symbol. I want to send you a picture of my bird. Yeah, let's... let's what, what are you, what, what's your opinions on birds, Cam? What the fuck? That's, you don't own that. That's like a goose. Take a gander at this. Ah. Yeah, it's my goose at work. He lives in the duck pond. Is he a dick? Yeah. They're all wow. They're all just just pricks, aren't they? He he really he likes bread. No, oh, there you go. And if you don't have any bread, he goes. Should you feed him bread like every day to make him your friend? No, he's not friends with anyone. Oh. He's either he's he has two states: either bread in mouth or where's the bread. <laughs> As far as geese go, he's got very bright orange feet. Oh yeah, he's a he's a cutie. I appreciate that. Um, do you like birds? I I have a mo- mostly a tolerate hate relationship with birds because I have to park my car outside, and there's a tree, and they just like shitting all over my car, and I'm always just shaking my fist, but like you birds, and then they just tweet at me because they don't fucking know what I'm saying. They don't speak human. But I like the concept of birds. That's they fair. They fly around. They're usually kind of charming to look at. Like, they have fun colors. Um, my parents have a bird feeder, and there's, like, a big old family of uh, 
woodpeckers that live in one of their trees, so it's always over there pecking at the suet, and that those those things are fun to watch. They got some really fun kind of tiger stripe markings on them. So I guess I'm okay with birds. That's a fun looking World of Warcraft pet. It's like a fuzzy bird, and you can't see its face. It's one of those show chickens. Yeah, it spawns from a Faberge egg, which I really think is clever. I like that. Well, it's also it's cute because um how you get it is there's a farm where it's just like rich guy owns a farm mm-hmm. and he has these like parties and like horse shows and stuff and you go there and that chicken's walking around and if you click on it it says the bird is judging you and that's it <laughs> but if you have a million gold on you it says the bird accepts you and it lays the frabage egg for you you have a million goddamn gold yeah now you don't have to pay for that you just have to have it on your person Right, but I mean, Jesus, I don't know if I knew anybody that had a million gold when I used to play. So the mount... What the fuck is the economy? The mount I'm saving up for right now is two million gold. That's a lot of gold. The mount most people are saving up for is five million gold. And I have 1,000 gold. <laughs> See, that sounds more like how it was when I used to play. Like, I would have, like... 8,000 to 10,000 gold at a stretch, and everyone thought I was the richest person on, like, Azeroth. Yeah, I don't think the economy works very good. No, I never really did. I like that there is one, though. Yeah. Back to birds. I like crows. I love crows. They're so cool. They're all big and black, and they caw, and they're really smart, and I appreciate that, because most birds are dumb. Crows are funny. Like you Crows can tell, funny. some of them have like a sense of humor. You can kind of tell. I used to work. I was only there for about a month, but um, we it was a place called Train. They do HVAC units. the the play, The building was like way out in the middle of fucking nowhere, and there was this giant field, and there were crows everywhere. And so every day on my lunch break, I'd walk around and I would just kind of like chat with the crows, and sometimes I'd chase them if I didn't think anybody was looking. And I really wish. I didn't really like working there, but it would have been cool to, like, work there long-term because then they would have, like, gotten to know me and maybe I'd have fed them a bit and I could have had a bunch of cool crow friends. But it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I I would love to have a crow buddy. Like, I I think that's always an immediate sell whenever I see, like, a... like, a trailer for, like, a fantasy game and there's a guy where he has, like, a bird buddy that, like, that'll, like, fly ahead and scout ahead or something... I, I just love that fantasy so much. I remember a story, I think I think it was first posted on Reddit and then made it to Facebook and all that, but it was one of those, like, the f- first part is, like, I read this story about how someone had a crow buddy and, and they were best friends with the crow and the crow would, like, bring them trinkets or whatever and they'd feed the crow and it was, like, cool to have this crow friend. So I wanted to do that, too. So I started feeding this crow bread every day, like, when I got up for work. But then it realized that I like to sleep in on the weekends, so it would just come to my window and peck at the window because it wanted its breakfast. And it would wake me up on Saturday at 6, and now I hate crows. And I feel like if I tried to get a crow friend, that that's what would happen, mm-hmm. <laughs> is it would backfire, and it would just be like, hey, human, you owe me things at inconvenient times. So maybe it's best I don't have a crow friend. I like that story though. I don't know if it's true or not, but it was a charming story. I like um I like owls too. Owls are pretty cool. Owls are very pretty. 
Um, yes. It's not very far from here. We can find burrowing owls. And those are the cutest because they're so small. Mm-hmm. They're fluffy. Uh, we got parrots. Parrots are cool. Um, They're very loud. I imagine. So when there's like 500 of them flying around, it gets kind of loud. Wait, there's like just native-ass parrots to California? Yeah. I always thought that was like a tropical island thing or rainforest. Well, that's where they're from. And when uh, somebody was trying to cross the border, they, they broke the box that they're smuggling parrots in with. And all the parrots escaped. It's like, well, shoot, what are we going to do about it? And now the parrots are still here. <laughs> and, they've, <laughs> and they've been here for like 20 years. So now they're officially a native bird because they're surviving. Sure. And um, Are they fucking with a food chain? You know what's funny? They seem to fit in just fine. Oh. And they follow the rains around. So whenever it rains, we get parrots. Okay. So most of the time it's kind of dry, but there's seasons where they'll be in town. And it's like, oh, the parrots are back. And uh, like our our um our basset loves to to watch them, and they'll they'll like hang upside down off the phone wires and um and tease her and she'll bark at them and they'll they'll like caw and chirp and fly away. But I remember once we went over to the park to bicycle ride and all the parrots were there in the trees, and we're just okay. riding the bikes around in a big loop, and some of the parrots came down and they were like flying right with us, and it was just the coolest experience. Because they're, they're, they're a decent-sized bird, right? No, these are like those little green parrots. Okay. Not like macaws. Oh, okay. Um, do they um, do they talk, or are those macaws again? Isn't no, they don't talk. They just kind of squawk. Yeah. They, they squawk the squawk, they don't talk the talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm not proud of that one. This one's called the common green parrot. Oh. There we are. Uh, they're still very bright, though. Let me see. Oh, no, that's a different link. Did you send one? Uh, it's loading very oddly. Okay. Let me, let me try to send a different one. <laughs> there it goes. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's a cute little fucker. Yeah. It's, it's, it's even got the little bits of red and blue in the feathers. It's a little definitely bit. definitely like that's, that's what a parrot looks like for sure. Yeah, they're just a little smaller. Mm-hmm. That's, but they, that's neat. They have a funny sense of humor, because they'll, they'll hang upside down off the wires and, like, bounce. And, really? And you can tell they're doing it on purpose, because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Well, parrots are pretty smart. Mm-hmm. We get robins. I, I, I don't know how native those are everywhere. I, I just assume, like, United States equals robins, but I maybe that's... I don't have robins. Okay, robins are... I don't know why people like robins around here because they're dumb as dirt and they're honestly not that pretty. Like, yeah, they got the big old orange, um, orange titties, which I think I made a mistake in my last short story. Now that I think about, because I, I described robins and I think I described them wrong. I feel like robins are a generic spring bird. Oh no, never mind. I did, did it right. Okay, yes. So that might be why it's, people like them. Is like it's springtime. We're obligated to be happy. Here's, it's true. Except their sense of timing isn't great, and so it'll be like early February, and you'll see like one or two robins that have showed up. And you're like, oh, it's cold here yet. I think we done fucked up. And then they'll just live off, live off of bird feeders, and everybody will be like, I saw some robins today. And it's like, yeah, and it's ten below yet, 
doesn't mean anything, Hank. You fucking idiot. I had one get stuck in our garage and the garage door was open. Like, it could not figure out that it should go out the garage door. But there was, like, a glass door in the garage, like, window. And it kept flying into the window and just thunk, 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 thunk. And it's like, dude, the garage door is open. And I chased it around with the broom, and then it got on top of the garage door. It won't go out of the garage door. And it was, like, the dumbest thing ever. And I think I took a picture of it. And I was like, this is the dumbest bird I've ever met. And it was it was a robin. What's your opinion of hummingbirds? Hummingbirds are cool, partly because sometimes praying mantises kill them. That's pretty cool. And I think that's I think that's metal. I like um, they'll like snag them, and the hummingbirds will have like a heart attack because their hearts beat so fast that it like scares them to death more than anything. And they're always like angry. Hummingbirds are weird. I mean, if you had to flap your wings that fast to fly, I'd be pretty angry too, right? They're just like they're constantly at just a hundred percent. Um, but there's like nothing like them. Like their yeah. their beaks are so unique and their build and everything. I like um, I mean, you know, we get a lot of the traditional like songbirds, cardinals, and blue jays and stuff like that. Those are pretty fun. I like scrub jays. I don't know what a scrub jay is. Blue jays are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um. There he is. Oh, they, it is a type of blue jay. They love they love peanuts. Blue jays like peanuts too. Yeah, but they're so stupid. Scrub jays are I like don't know. scrub jays are fun because they'll they'll hide peanuts, and they're not very good at it because they're stupid. <laughs> so they'll take a peanut and it'll try to break it on a rock, but it can't do it because it's too weak. And then it'll hide it like in the dirt. It'll click, kick up out a hole and do put the peanut and put stuff over it. And it'll like look at it and it'll take a leaf and put the leaf on top of it and go, okay, now it's hidden and fly away. And as soon as it's around the corner, another scrub jay will come in and just take the peanut and then try to open it. But it can't because it's weak and it'll do the same thing. So my thing with blue jays is I think they have a cooler head. Like, cause they got like a mohawk thing going, like the kind of like spiky feathers a bit with the black around their, their neck. Like, like blue jays look like they're in. Like in a gang. Like, we're the Blue Jay gang. Whereas the Scrub Jay, I like the gray on the wings. It's, it, it, they look more like dinosaurs, the Scrub Jays do, like their heads and everything. Like, you can tell, like, that thing came from a T Rex. Dude, you sound like such a furry right now. I know, I'm so horny for birds. Um, that's what furries do, right? Yeah, let's do I'm that. Right. Okay, yeah. Um, I love dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs are. But what's funny? We talked about dinosaurs already. Yeah, but what's funny to me is how there's like this this dinosaur bird relationship, but the examples are always like you see dinosaurs a lot more in turkeys and chickens than the cool birds. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't know. You you see a you see a really agile falcon decapitate a duck, and it's so efficient and brutal about it. And then you see, like, look at this ancient ancestor, the Fatosaurus. And it was so slow, <laughs> it drowned itself in tar on purpose. I like the other. Yeah, those, those are fun. I, I saw a 60-minute special. This one lady in, like, Mongolia was hunting with golden eagles. That's and cool. And she's like, I am one of the only women in this town of 50 
that hunts with a golden eagle, and it's an ancient art that dates back to a million years ago with man's first ancestor jerked off to Plesiosaurus. And uh, it was pretty cool. They put a they put a, a, a camera on the eagle and had it fly around and like catch something. I love that. And that was that was neat. It was a big ass bird too. Holy shit! I would not want to get into a fight with that bird. Yeah. Did you know the bald eagle is like the smallest eagle? Yeah, the bald eagles. It doesn't even have like a cool cry or anything. They kind of chirp. They're not that like they look. They look cool, but they're honestly not that impressive. They they eat roadkill a lot. Also, they like crash into that... things. They're not super graceful. <laughs> oh, do you think it's funny when birds crash into your windows? No. I mean, if they don't die, it's funny. If they die, it's like, oh god damn it. No, that doesn't strike me as funny. I don't know. It freaks the cats out. I think the cat reaction is funny. Yeah, and you'll see like, like the bird imprint because their like wings are dusty. <laughs> so they have this like dust imprint on the window. The cat's tail is like a Christmas tree. He's like, "What the fuck was that?" Uh, the ghost I, of Robin passed. Oh, there was another bird thing you just reminded me of. Oh no, eagles! What's your favorite eagle? Do you like the golden eagle? The golden eagle is really cool. I don't know if I have, like, I don't think I've seen a lot of different eagles. Like, there's the bald eagle, there's the non-bald eagle, there's the golden eagle. I imagine there's, like, a three dozen more throughout the world. Harpy eagle. Harpy. I'm going to look at that oh, one. Oh, yeah, you don't know that one? I don't. They're, like, they're pretty brutal. But they're... Is it hardy eagle or harpy? Harpy. I don't see it in in the Wikipedia's. You're okay. You're doing it wrong. I'm. I maybe. Oh, and then I typed it in Google, and it's like here it is on Wikipedia. It's like I fucking used your search <laughs> thing, Wikipedia. You piece of shit. What are you, a dumb bird? These are pretty cool looking birds. Yeah. See now, a harpy eagle looks like a Dungeon Dragons monster. It really does. It looks like it will. It would fuck up Frodo. Oh, here's a picture of one that killed a monkey. That's pretty cool. They hunt monkeys? Yeah, they... How big are these guys? Big enough. <laughs> Evidently. Uh, oh, here's one flying away with a sloth. <laughs> That's not fair. The sloth can't dodge a harpy eagle. That's why it's funny. <laughs> sloth can't dodge anything. <laughs> Jeez, they got up to 20 pounds. They're brutal. Oh, 22. Um... A big bird. Oh, here's here's a handshake with a harpy eagle. It's um, a, it's Jesus, its talons a... are larger than a grown man's fist. Wow. Um, they're they're pretty gnarly birds. That's pretty cool. I, I, if you say that's your favorite eagle, I'd be like, yeah, that's a good choice. What's the prettiest bird? Hmm. I know there's those birds of paradise, right? From like that one specific rainforest where they have like tons of weird markings on them. Some of those are pretty cool looking. Some of them are dumb as shit though. I like the secretary bird. I don't know what that one is. That's that bird from Agretsuto. Agrets what no. What's the anime? Oh, Agretsuko. Yeah. One of us is close to the pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> Agretsuko. Um favorite bird. They have these they have these really neat, like really long legs. They're they're basically like chickens, but they're just kind of tall chickens. 
Mm-hmm. And what's cool is that they'll fight snakes because oh, cool. their legs are so like skinny and long that the snake can't hit it because its body is so far up from the snake. So when it sees a snake, it's like, I hate you. And it just runs over and like stomps it to death and the snake can't do anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of rude, but I I like it. They got moxie. Yeah. It's hard to tell like, like pretty bird because there's so many different ways to rate a bird. Like some of the songbirds, it's like, oh, look at the colors. And then some of the really wild birds, like that parrot you showed me, like that's a really gorgeous animal right with the bright green and the red and the blue i like show chickens get, like... those are pretty <laughs> so i don't know i don't know what the prettiest bird is what's your favorite show chicken oh well the one you get in world of warcraft obviously okay i like those giant ass chickens oh They're... yeah those are cool <laughs> wow this bird with the long legs is weird looking the secretary bird like the yeah the joints are I guess it makes sense, but it's just like, that's a strange-looking animal. Yeah, it's funny, because they, they got their name when a bunch of explorers went to, like, Africa or wherever. And they saw one of those, and they're like, oh, look at its head. It has a stupid feathers in its head, like your secretary. And that's <laughs> literally where they got the name. <laughs> and then Bob went and slept with one, like he does with his secretary. And he's like, yep. He's like, checks out. <laughs> and he got the clap. That's Why do they call it the clap? Okay, do you want to know? Sure, do you yes. know? So, you get this, like, there's, like, a very painful discharge. Okay. And it's... doctors used to test for it by literally they just asked you to spread your legs and they would clap really hard next to you and that would be enough to release the discharge and that's how they knew that that's what it was because that's how like tender and sore it is that that sounds unpleasant all of that what you just said very unpleasant so I hope everyone learned something you don't you don't get this kind of conversation on the comics podcast no we no you don't (laughs) I'd bring the question up, and then no one would go and Google it or know off the top of their head. Oh, you know what? Um, I guess it's almost time to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more bird comments before I derail us? I like the phoenix from Harry Potter. I don't. It looks ugly and stupid. I don't know why. It, it, like, I get, okay, it's magical, and you're supposed to respect it. But it's kind of like, um, imagine if Harry Potter wasn't about wizards, but it was about farmers. And, like, the the headmaster had, like, a dirty pig in his office. And it's like, yeah, that's the magic pig. And it just, like, poops on the floor. And it's like, that's going to be important in book four. That's what the phoenix reminds me of. I feel like you're harsh in my mellow. Well, I'm sorry. That's okay. But, well, I like the eagles in Lord of the Rings, even though they could have just flown them fuckers from point A to point oh, B. That's why I love them. They didn't do it. Because they have better things to do. They do not care. That's what's kind of great about the whole thing. <laughs> was like, by the end of all this stuff, the eagles are like, fine. And they only showed up to fly him back because Tolkien was like, man, this book's getting long. Because he could have just not made the eagles up at all. How would that book have ended if everyone died? 
I don't know. I wonder if it would have influenced as many authors as it did if it had like a really sad ending like that. Because I, I feel like um, it's a little weird the way that they all kind of die anyways because they all like sail off to elf heaven. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you're going to do that, why not have them like die in glorious battle saving the universe? Like, I think Aragorn should be king, but I think it would be Mm. neat if he had this really heavy weight knowing that he was the only survivor of the Fellowship. Yeah. That might put a different tone on his character. I feel like if George R. R. Martin wrote it, that's what would happen. But then we'd never get the last book. I feel like if George R. R. Martin wrote it, um, Aragorn would have died, like, before it got to the end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he probably would have died in the first book. Yeah, because he's like he's clearly the the best and most competent person there. So wouldn't it be tragic if something were to happen to that? I feel like they should do a vegetable version and call him Aracorn. But I don't know what any of the other people would be called, and I just felt like saying that because Aracorn came in my head and was like, you need to blurt this out like a moron. What about like the, the Master Dwarf X-Men um, Kimchi? Yeah, Kimchi. And, um... I, I can't think of any other ones. I'm trying to think of, like, does Frodo sound like any food? No. Like Froyo? <laughs> oh, he could be Froyo. <laughs> I mean, but that's stretching it, too, isn't it? That's... I know. And no one likes that shit. I do. Ah, but it, just have ice cream. No. no. Yes. It's already bad for you. Just Froyo's, have ice cream. Go Froyo's full, a lot the, better for you than ice cream, man. I mean, technically, not eating either is better for you. Uh, I don't know. Froyo has, um, I, I put the, like, strawberries on it. That's a fruit. You could put strawberries on ice cream. Dude. What was my story about? I have no oh, idea. Oh, yeah, the, for, um, for our <laughs> office party, we went to a trivia night at a pub. Okay. And I actually, <laughs> so this is what I was afraid of. I got some of the questions right. Okay. So now I'm that guy. Oh, they think you know random things. Well, they think they they think I know specific things. I think everyone at the office has a good gauge of me, and they know my interests. Um, but uh, the, the one of the questions was something like uh, the category was toys, and the question was, uh, this toy company named their doll of the year as um like betty norris in 1993 um accompanied with her book release that year and you were like hasbro no i like what's no. that's the only two companies so I know. <laughs> that's the thing no Make one else a- knew the answer and i was like too quick to say american girl oh. <laughs> and so now i'm the american girl guy <laughs> um, but I got other questions right too, but I'm still the American Girl guy. Um, yeah, that's the one you don't. <laughs> it's like I should have like pondered for a moment and then said, "I think I have yeah. an idea." Mm-hmm. What was the other one? Oh, um, what uh, what country currently uses the euro, but previously used the drachma for their currency? I don't know, but I like the currency Greece. It's probably Scandinavian. Oh, or Greece. Um, oh, what was the other one? Oh, this puzzle game was first installed on Windows 3.1 edition and named after a naval vessel. 
Telltale's The Walking Dead. Yes. Yeah, I got it right, everybody. You would have been good at Trivia Night. I know. I'd be horrible at Trivia Night. I don't fucking know anything. And yet, I'm still American Girl Guy. Well, I promise not to call you that American Girl Guy. Um, do you want to have a glad space? Sure, we can do a glad space. My glad space. Oh, I'm gonna be be that guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate another podcast. But um, a long time ago there was a podcast called The Dismal Jesters, and it was John's uh Jonathan Holmes, Jim Sterling, and Conrad Zimmerman, and they would do really funny, weird skit things, and it was weird and funny. Then it went away, and now it's back as Boston's favorite son, and the whole stick is to get uh Jonathan Holmes famous because he's Boston's favorite son. So they just pitch him ideas that he could do that would make him famous, and of course all of them are just the worst ideas on the planet, like eating a seagull. And so uh, it's really funny if you're into that kind of humor, but man, I am so happy it's back, because it's been years since like they've done this kind of show before, and I'm just I'm just like over the moon. I listened to two episodes this week, and I was just cracking up the whole time. So if you want a really weird comedy podcast... Um, there's, there's William Dafoe movie pitches, because that guy will act in anything, and they get really surreal and kind of sexual. And so, yeah, there's, there's good things to be fa- found. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I, I like it a lot. Um, My glad space, if you want to laugh, there's a really good clip from... Actually, I just looked it up. Five years ago, uh, Conan O'Brien went to the American Girl factory... And he does like a 10 minute long skit of just touring the store and how creepy the people are. (laughs) Like both the employees and the people that shop there. So this is how you know about American Girl. Well, yeah. I mean, you know me. I I like my toy stuff. You like your toy stuff. But I wasn't sure if this is like an MLP thing where you actually had the characters versus something you know because you like I know it because I like toys. But okay. the, I've never cared for American Girl. Not that I would judge you if you had the figures. I once sculpted Derpy Hose for My Little Pony and, and had that on my dress. That's fine. Um, it's just I've never been interested in the brand American Girl. I get what they're doing. I get the appeal. But also I see them like warming shelves a lot. And there's just this creepy vibe what I get. What do they even look like? So Conan O'Brien goes... It, it's called... <laughs> Yeah, Conan visits the American Girl store. Um, I'm gonna put it on the Facebook page because this is a gem. Um, but okay. like they have a room where you can like have a tea party with your doll. You can like rent out the room. And mm. uh, and Conan's date was like very rude to the wait staff, and he had to apologize a lot because he's like <laughs> he's just playing with a doll and like yelling a lot. It's just it's 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 Conan at his <laughs> finest. Sure. Um. So that's my glad space. If you want to laugh, look up Conan at the American Girl store. Yay. You got any closing comments, Chip? Um, <coughs> if you want to read short stories that I've written, go to thecomicspodcast.com and click on blog and then click on like art or whatever. You can find it. It's not that hard to find. But I'm going to have one that going up soon, and then I'll have another one going up a little later than soon. I have two that I'll be posting. And so if you're like, hey, man, that's that dude seems like he's really talented at something, which I don't give that vibe off at all. But if, if you think I do, you should go read my, my fiction. That's a good it's plug. Free. 
And I also concur. And then if you want to play video games after this, Cameron, because we haven't we didn't play any Overwatch yet this week, we could do that. Oh yeah, you know what? I I gotta check if I have enough points. I think I might have enough that I can buy Baptiste's costume I want, plus his gold weapons, and just have those ready on day one. As if as if I like the nice. character. Yeah. <clears throat> I know you've talked about doing that, and it's a funny idea, but what if you don't like the character? Well, here's the, here's the perk here. I don't like the gold guns at all. Oh, I've been waiting well, for them then. to introduce a different reward with the currency, and they just, they aren't. There's a spot for gun skins, okay. and literally the skins are just default or gold. Yep. So it's kind of like, I may as well just blow these, because I'm never going to use them. I, I don't like how Blizzard uh, rolls out these new characters. In in most yeah. games with characters like this, uh, a new character will come out. And everyone complains, they're overpowered, they always win, they have a higher win rate. But really it's because you haven't learned how to counter them yet. And there's this period yep. where you kind of have to learn, you have to get used to it, you have to learn how to play around this new skill set. They're going to have abilities you're not used to. Like, oh, now you got to look up all the time. Make sure you look up. Oh, you got to make sure you, you don't overextend your shield. Be careful with your shield, whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. But eventually, it'll even out, and you figure out how to work with it. In Blizzard games, they come out yeah. overpowered. The community says on the test server, this is overpowered. And they say, oh, just learn. And then five nerfs later, Brigitte's still overpowered. And it's like, you could have. Why put this on the test server if you're not going to test it? I feel like Brigitte's in an she okay is now. spot now. It's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the weird buffs they give where, like, you know what we should do is just have Reaper, like, generate 50% of his health back every time he shoots somebody. That won't well, On top of that, back. what if Reaper's armor, like, what if his guns pierced armor? Yeah, that would help. Hey, what if. What if Moira's range was so long that she could counter Farah? Yeah, you don't have to aim for that. Let's do that. Yeah, it's really... There's so many things about the game that are just, like, dumb. And some of it's like, you know, if we make Reaper really strong, it'll change the meta of uh, esports. And then, like, okay, we changed the meta too much. Everyone's being Reaper now. Let's just make Junkrat really overpowered. Yeah, that'll fix it. You guys are dumb. So, anyways, I'm hearing Baptiste is a little strong. Um, I think his little jump ability is stupid, but I think the rest of his kit's interesting. I just hope they balance him in a smart way. I'm going to be Ana, and then someone else will be Baptiste, and, and we'll make out. Yeah, you could do that, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'm funny tonight, and I'm not, and it's a real problem. <laughs> Um, oh, I have another glass piece. Uh, Richard got me some Lucio O's. <laughs> so that's fun. Thanks, Richard. Yay. We wanna we ready to call it then? Did we have a we had a fun show, I think. This was a good I time. don't know. Between you and me, I think this show is for the birds. I think you there said that already. <laughs> I, I think I did, but we, we can do it twice. It's fine. Right. Are there more I don't bird own puns? That joke? Um, I, if I wing it, maybe. 
I have to beak something. <laughs> oh no, I laid an egg. You have a real talent for this. Falconry terms. <laughs> Glossary of falconry terms. So did you know that fed up comes from falconry? Why so not? uh the falconry works because the birds like to eat. And so if you have a falcon, you can you can oh, feel sure. its front and you can tell if it's full or not. Because you could like feel a lump in there. So if it's full, it's okay. not going to do any tricks for a treat. So you, you grab your bird and you feel it up real quick. It's like, oh, oh, she's all fed up. And you put her back in the box. You grab an empty one. Yeah, that's where that term that's comes cool. from. I'm glad we ended the show on that and not the awful Another falconry term. Um, on, what, what's that one term? What's that phrase about like you, you have them under your thumb? I think that's yeah. just under your thumb. Under your yeah, thumb comes like from that. falconry because you hold the little like leash um with your thumb because there's like a little tab that comes down and reaches your thumb and you hold that and when you go to release okay. you you raise your arm up and release your thumb and that's how they know that they can fly but if you hold that down they won't try to fly away so that's where that phrase oh, comes that's from cool. Hey, I know a lot of things about birds. Birds are birds are all right. I suggested birds, birds, and you, you and then <laughs> I started I talking about all the birds I like, and you're like, I hate birds. And then we we spent half the show talking about World of Warcraft. I remember so when Big Bird's out. friend died, and it was like I feel sad, and I was just laughing and eating my popcorn. <laughs> Someone at work. Uh, her kids in elementary school, and their t- teacher passed away. And they were supposed <laughs> to have like parent-teacher nice. conferences, and uh, she's and she's like, well, the substitute doesn't know anything about my kid. Like, and I was just like, well, you better bring a Ouija board. Yes. And uh, that didn't get any laughs. <laughs> and I was very upset about that. <laughs> I was like, that's a good joke. Come ah, that's a good story. I love it. I love the dead teacher story. I was like, what are they gonna do if you know they have to like learn about death now? It's like, well, you make them stand in the corner with the corpse of the dead guy. You get you like get the Ouija board though. out and just you learn your ABCs. And ghosts can help. Yeah. A B H E L P M E. Is that is that right? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's funny when kids are traumatized. It's good because they'll never get over it, so the laughters keep coming. <laughs> <laughs>